Welcome to Champion Church of the Nazarene's weekly sermon podcast. How can a word help frame what is next in our life of faith? As we begin the new year, Pastor Matt shares the focus of this new year as a church and how God might bring renewal in a new way. About 12 years ago, I came to the realization that I needed to do something about my overall health. You need to understand that in my family, the cardiovascular system has gone haywire through a number of my family members, whether it be stroke, heart attack, diabetes, aneurysms. It's all there. And these are immediate family members. These are not like far off. And so 12 years ago, I decided I was going to do something about it. And I did something that I hated doing my entire life. I don't know why I chose something that I hated the most. I think it had probably something to do with, well, I've never done this, so I kind of need to prove it to myself that I can do this, right? Maybe it's something like that. That, that might tell you something about my personality or my background. You, you do with that with what you will. But either case, I began running. And it, it was first for a 5K, which is about three miles, just a little over three miles, but then it became a 10K, and then came a half marathon. And I really went full force into losing weight and getting healthy. Now, the thing about running, though, is that if you eat chicken wings the night before a run, you feel the chicken wings in the run. It's somewhere. It's in one of the muscles. I don't know where it goes to, but you're like, why is this so heavy? You, so it is not just a commitment of your body, it is a commitment of your brain. And so alongside the running, I also counted calories, and sure enough, the weight began coming off, 85 pounds in 10 months. And by that October, I ran a half marathon for the first time. And I did this for a number of years, but when you get to this point of endurance training, when you are running six miles, you actually have to eat a lot <laughs> because you will actually starve yourself if you are not um, taking care of the calories that you've expended in the run, but also the calories that you have to live. Every one of us uses calories just sitting there right now at a six-mile run, and you've taken another thousand calories off of your life. So... As I lost the weight and as I ran more, I, a lot of the same eating habits that I had before losing all that weight came back because you have to find the calories somewhere and ice cream really helps you out. And <laughs> but then after a number of years, the running stopped or became less frequent. And sure enough, the sizes have come up again and I've gained some of the weight back. But in this time period of all of us, I've come to the realization that our lives are intricately connected. You cannot become healthy physically without dedicating your mind to it, by putting your heart into it, right? In the same kind of way, uh, you, you think about um, maybe a dedication to something that's not as physical, but something that's mental, like school. You have to get your body up and open that book so that your mind can continue to learn. Sometimes I think we 
compartmentalize our lives like there's a difference between our mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual health, but they are all together. Our lives are intricately connected to each other. And when you open up Scripture, you'll hear these different parts of our lives, heart, soul, body, mind. And sometimes you might think to yourselves, well, is it separate? But actually, when you take in completed works, completed letters, what Jesus says, everything, you will find a holistic life. Faith is lived out in our hearts and in our minds and in our bodies in every piece of our lives. And Paul, Paul who is an apostle of Jesus Christ, who writes the majority of our New Testament and really seems to grasp everything that Jesus has brought into the world really well, shares this with a number of congregations in the letter, in his letters. And his letter to the Romans is a, is a particularly interesting one because it's long and it like sort of covers what it seems like to be the belief, like the core of Christian belief. A lot of people write a lot of theologies and books and things about Romans, but the reality of it is that Romans has a turn where it turns from this is who we believe Jesus is and what he has done. Jesus is the son of God who has come to the world and he has saved us from our sin and has given us new life that extends into eternity. He will come back and resurrect his church. And after that resurrection and judgment, his church will live with him forever. And those who do not are punished. We see this, and a lot of times we as Christians can just get so enamored with the belief, with everything that he says in Romans 1 through 12. But once 12 comes along, he makes a turn. It becomes practical. Because Jesus has saved you, then your life will look like this. Because Jesus has defeated sin, your, life, your relationships will be different. Because Jesus has offered us everlasting life, we live in this way. The last part of Romans is directly connected to everything. And there's two verses that the entire letter hinges on. And these are the two verses we're going to read today. Romans chapter 12 Verses 1 and 2 will be on the screen for you if you do not have it. We read from the Common English Bible together. So, anytime that you see the word so or therefore, it means everything that was said before, here's what happens, okay? So, brothers and sisters, because of God's mercies, I encourage you to present your bodies as a living sacrifice that is holy and pleasing to God. This is your appropriate priestly service. Do not be conformed to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your minds so that you can figure out what God's will is and what is good and pleasing and mature. As I shared with you, this is where the letter turns. 
Now you might wonder yourselves, why does Paul go into so much depth about belief and life in Romans? It's because Paul does not really know the church in Rome yet. He is feeling led by God to go to them, to be with them. And so he is sharing everything that the Spirit has revealed to him, but also what that means for your life. He's basically saying, I believe I'm, I, I feel led to come to you. I need help getting there. And here is everything that God has shown me. You ever heard of grant writing? You ever heard of nonprofits going to those who might need some help? It's like sharing, hey, this is it. This is everything. And we can start this relationship and move forward together. And so he's, he's needing some help to get to Rome. That's why he goes in so depth. But the reality of all of this is there's a lot to Jesus. There's a lot of things that he brought into this world. Yeah, he defeats sin. Yeah, he defeats death. But it also means that there's not this barrier between those who were a part of God's people, Israel, before, and those who were not. Though some wanted that to happen. It also meant, too, that, well, maybe you don't need to um, offer animal sacrifices to ask for sin, for forgiveness of sin. You just ask for it. There's all of this. It's why he talks about all of this. But the last portion, 12 through 16, is so filled with, hey, this is what your relationships need to be like. They need to be filled with love. Hey, you know, in regards to... Uh, you know, different, don't steal, don't be in debt to people, do God's will, and the authorities will not bug you. <laughs> you know, things like this. Be hospitable to each other. All of this are the practical pieces of a life in Christ. But the two things that hinge belief and action together are these two verses. And because of this, we learn this very important thing. Faith is not just a set of beliefs. Faith isn't just action. It is our everyday lives with God and people. In the places we are and in the times that we exist. You hear that, y'all? Believing in Jesus Christ, having faith in Jesus Christ, doesn't mean you just say, oh, Jesus is my Lord. It means also, too, that you're... Your life reflects that. It's not just a head thing, it's a living thing. And the two things that Paul shares here in particular for this to happen is offer your bodies as a living sacrifice. Yes? You remember that? Offer your whole selves to him. And in this, God meets you. And he transforms you. When we read in the English, be transformed or be conformed, these are passive voices, which means it's God who's doing the things. God is the one who conforms us to him. God is the one who transforms us. It's not this, well, I'm not going to be like the world. Good luck doing it by yourself. Because guess what? We are very much 
entrenched in the ways that we've lived for a long time. It's very hard, well, it's very hard to lose the weight and then continue it through the, your entire life, is it not? It's God that has to bring something. And so, Paul directly connects bodies and minds together. They all have to be given so that God will do the transforming himself. It's not just one thing or the other. It's all of it. And what I love is that he particularly says, be transformed by the renewing of your minds. And again, you and I probably think our brains. But he means something much bigger than that. William Greathouse says this. This is what Paul means when he says the mind. The mind is more than the human thinking capacity. It is the character. It is the inner disposition, the motivating center of our personal and communal lives. What drives you, essentially? What is the thing that moves you in life? Is it yourself? Is it, is it the world? Is it wanting to make other people happy? Is it wanting to make yourself happy? Or is it found in God? Has your mind, your very innered self, your drive, your thinking, everything, has it been renewed by God? The way we receive that renewal is by what? Offering ourselves as living sacrifices. When we do this, we do change the way we think. We do change the way we love. We do change the way we act. Not by ourselves, but by God. In every piece of our life, God's hope and his peace and his joy and his love begin to extend from our lives. Our hearts, our minds, our relationships, our bodies, our communities, our families, our workspaces, our schools, our homes are all transformed by God when we offer ourselves. But we have to offer every piece of it. We do. And when we do this, we will be filled by Him. We will be given a new way of life that's completely different. N.T. Wright says this so simply and so well. The path of self-sacrifice is the path of self-fulfillment. Which seems a little, you know, you're like, really? Are you sure about that? Yeah, yeah, it's, it comes into that. Now, as I shared with you, there is a word that I think is going to move us into this new year. This word came before this passage, but this word was just popped at some point in December, and it just seemed like it was where God was leading. And it led to this passage, and it's a very simple word. The word for our year ahead of us is renew. Renew. Now, Renew is a heavy word because 
we might think, it's not, it is a heavy word, but we think of renew in different ways than what it's meant in Scripture. How many of you have Netflix? Huh? Or a membership to somewhere? Subscription, anything, right? Magazine, newspaper. When renewal comes, what is renewal? It is, well, we're just re-upping my commitment for the same thing that I've always gotten, right? That's not what renewal in Scripture is. It's not the same thing. And this is why we put parentheses around new. The Greek word that is used for renewal here is more founded in a renovation. It is something new that does happen. Yes, there is a commitment. There's a commitment to give ourselves completely, but it is God who brings that renewal that leads us into new spaces and new relationships and new ways of living. And we as a church, I believe, could use some renewal. We could use some new ways to live, new ways to be, new ways to relate with each other. And what has to start is our commitment. Our commitment as individuals and our commitment as a church. So, let us bring our bodies and our hearts and our minds and our relationships and everything in our lives to God to bring renewal to us this year. Because bodies and minds and things are a little bit more theoretical, I came up with three words that start with C to help us guide us in this. We are seeking God for renewal in three things as a church this year. Connection, commitment, and contribution. How might God renew us in our connections, in our commitments, and our contributions? What do I mean by that? Connections is a relational word. How might God bring renewal in the connections that we have here in our faith community, but also in the community around us? So what does this look like, per se? Let us bring our relationships in our church to God, and maybe God will move us and to somebody we don't know as well. Go into the next slide there. Our connections means getting to know somebody that you don't know, who you haven't normally spent time with within our community. Opening ourselves to renewal might mean inviting those in our lives to journey with Christ who do not journey with Christ. Opening ourselves to renewal in our connections means maybe moving beyond Sunday in our community with others by joining them in their lives or joining in a group setting or whatever it might be. Our connections need renewed. We need to say, I'm willing to give my connections over to God for him to bring renewal. And it might look like a new friendship. It might look like a new group that I'm a part of. It might look like uh, 
having a, an ability to, to call people or be with people throughout the week. We cannot just be a Sunday church because the church was never designed to be a one-day thing. Our connections must grow. We also need to offer our commitment to God for renewal. Commitment looks like, what do we do daily? Do we offer time in our daily lives to Him in prayer and in devotions? Maybe even in fasting and other disciplines? Have we brought our time in that kind of way? Or maybe it comes down to just simply being open to being here when ministries are happening as a congregation. Sure, Sundays. But hey, there's times when we get together in fellowship of game nights or dinners. There's times that we have these discipleship groups that are so important to us, but I feel like some of us don't realize how important they are. We need to offer our commitment to God for renewal in new ways. And by the way, it doesn't just mean the things that are. There can be new ways of commitments that we can go forward. Lastly, our contribution. How might we offer our contribution to God for renewal? And maybe it is giving the time and the energy to the life of the church whether it be serving in greeting or serving in cleaning or serving in setup or cleanup, it's serving in media. Our media person who's normally here is going to be gone for the next two weeks. <laughs> There's ways to serve, to give our time and our energy. But it also means, too, giving resources back to God what belongs to Him in our tithes and offerings we have not been living into that, God will bring renewal to us as we give of ourselves and our time and our energy and our resources. But it's not just looking inward, it's also looking outward, serving others in the community. God can bring immense... Some, some of us have gone our entire lives and say, I've always wanted to, to you know, do some community service or serve in a really good way and things like that. God is waiting for you there. Y'all know that, right? All it takes is just saying, okay, God, I'm going to do it. When we offer these three areas to our lives, God will bring renewal to us in a new way. It will change you and I individually. It will change us as a church. but we have to be willing to offer these things to Him for renewal. The reason I shared with you my story about getting healthy with full acknowledgement that I have put on pounds since then is because it is the same thing that can happen in our lives with each other. Whatever reason it is, things got stale, or maybe other things got into our lives, and we wanted to dedicate more of our lives to this than maybe what God is looking to do in our lives. Or maybe, quite frankly, 
There are pieces of our lives that we've held for so long that we just haven't given over to God and allowed Him to renew completely. I think sometimes that's what happened with me whenever I started gaining my weight back. You know why? Because I had habits before these other habits that came back really, really easily. I love ice cream. You know why? It tastes good, yes. But I grew up I talked to a doctor about this once. I grew up every night with my family sitting down and spending family time together with some ice cream. There's something emotional and sentimental to it to me. So it's not just a, I'm eating ice cream because I'm eating ice cream. It's because I feel, I have reminiscing of good times. But until that's changed a little bit, I'm always going to want to eat ice cream at 8 o'clock at night with my family. And that's not always the best time to eat ice cream, amen? You're not supposed to say amen to that. That is something that hasn't been, that wasn't fully changed in that process. But we have to give every piece of our lives over to God to bring that renewal to be transformed. And we need to give our church and our time and our energy and our connections and our commitments and our contributions to God so that he might do something new within Champion Church of the Nazarene and within our community, friends. And what better time than coming out of a pandemic? We've gotten used to the life of two years of this. We have to be brought forth a renewal, do we not? So over these next months, there will be opportunities brought forth to you that you might be able to give to God in a new way. Don't let them pass you by. If there is a fellowship time, be there. If there is something that, is, that needs to be done within our church community, be willing to take the time for it. If there is something that you don't necessarily like, be open to what God might be doing in something. Well, I don't, I don't really want that. I can't tell you how many times as a kid I didn't want to go do something, and my mom said, go there. Once you're there, you'll be fine. She was right every time. Well, almost every time. It means offering of ourselves to God in a brand new way. And he will bring renewal to us. And we will see people come to know him because our lives reflect him. We will grow here and here and there. So this is not going away. You're going to see renew a lot this year. Whether it be asking for new ways or to serve or discipleship groups or whatever it might be. Let us offer ourselves to God to be renewed completely by Him. Thanks for listening to Champion Church of the Nazarene's weekly sermon podcast. We hope you were inspired by this week's message. We'd love for you to join us on a Sunday morning at 10.30 a.m. We are located at 3924 High Street Northwest in Warren, Ohio. You can also join us on Facebook Live. For more information about our ministries, or if you'd like to contribute to our ministries online, visit us at championnaz.org.